We got Grind City in the building. Grizz Gaming's GM Lang Whitaker and star player Authentic African stopped by. Two great stories. Lang was a journalist uh, who turned now into... He still is a journalist. I always say that. I'm sorry, Lang. Still is a journalist, and he is... Uh, do a uh, he is the GM of Grizz Gaming and then Authentic African, a guy from Toronto who's who's giving back really to the whole continent of Africa right now. Uh, inspired to do that, he tells his story here. I'm taping. I'm I'm in taping this intro in the NBA 2K League studio, and you hear the music start to come on. This break is over, but uh, this episode of the 102 Pod with Grizz Gaming's Lang Whitaker and Authentic African just starting. Welcome back to the 102 Pod. We're actually in the NBA 2K League studio. First <laughs> time I've ever filmed a podcast here with some guests from Grizz Gaming, Lang Whitaker, general manager of oh. the team, and Authentic African. I'm not going to put a position on you because <laughs> uh, we've seen everything this year. Oh, so uh, I'm not going to say that. But uh, Grizz Gaming, first of all, overall, a team that you know a lot of people at the beginning of the season saw you guys in the tip-off. We're thinking, uh-oh, what's going on with this team? 0-3 had some tough games, and you come back and you win that game. I mean, Lane, we talked about this uh, last week for yeah. the NBA channel, 2K League channels. I mean, it's been an up-and-down year, and what have you just, you guys both, just learned about this league and changing your team, you know, figuring out how to how to adjust week to week? As far as learning about the league, and I think Mayor probably agrees with me, it's, it's anything can happen any week. Like, you watch yeah. – any team can win, any team can lose. Um, I mean, we saw, was it two weeks ago, the Blazers and the Warriors played a game, like right down to the wire when nobody gave the Warriors a chance well, in that game. One versus 17, I yeah. think, at the time. So, I, I mean, it, it's it's competitive, and it's uh, really any team has a shot on any given Saturday or any given Friday. <laughs> um, I think that's what I would take. Yeah, I mean, you guys now, what, you've gone uh, – I think three and two since the last tournament. Yeah. You're going to have a, a nice cushy seed coming into this this next tournament. You authentic. I mean, you played point guard for a lot of this run. You came out in the small forward build with you know the new patch. Uh, how has it been adjusting positions week to week, and and how do you make that a point of being a leader on this team? Um, for me personally, adjusting is easy just because over the past years of two K, um, I've always been able to play different positions and stuff, and I. Um, I came in as a center, and that's really helped me. What it is also is I'm a natural point guard, and I feel like as a point guard, you're able to transition from point guard to to the other positions much easier than you would from power forward to point guard. So that's really helped me personally. That's what you're still listed on the site as a center, which I just find <laughs> <laughs> like not like you know. It's it's funny because I think also the league learned so much about the fact that players were drafted by positions. Mm. I mean, those have been thrown out the window yeah. at this point. They definitely have. Um, everyone is, you know, there's a lot of other teams that are making adjustments too, depending on how, especially with the patch now, there's a lot of movement going on. But that's definitely something important for you to be able to play multiple positions in this league. I feel like if you really want to stay a part of this league for a real long time, I feel being able to you know, combat 
going from point guard to center to power forward. I feel that's extremely important for a player. It's, it's the same as in real sports, really. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yep. like, or any job. Like, the more versatility you have, mm-hmm. the more valuable you are to your company or your team or mm-hmm. whatever it is. 100%. You know, and I think um, you're seeing that in this league a lot with these guys who, like May or um, other guys on other teams, with the especially when this patch comes out and then all of a sudden different skill sets are more valuable. Mm-hmm. So it's, we're dishing life lessons on this podcast, right? <laughs> here, folks. We're trying to get you jobs, be well-rounded. <laughs> but um, I think that brings up a good point, Lang, obviously with you in particular being that you were a journalist and still are a journalist, you know, that you had that history for people that follow whether right. it was the NBA, GQ, Slam, whatever it was that you've been at this covering basketball for, you know, not, to, not to age you, but a, a long yeah. time. Uh, and take me through obviously going to Grind City Media, you know, that's its whole media outlet in its own sense. But mm-hmm. take me through going to the Grizz and ending up all of a sudden being the Grizz Gaming GM. Um, short version of it is uh, moved to New York. I'm from Atlanta originally, moved to New York 2000. I was at Slam Magazine for like a dozen years, a couple years at GQ, New York Times. Spent the last four years at NBA Digital, which is NBA.com, NBA TV. Um, based here in New York. Um, my wife and I had a son. He was about to turn five. We were kind of at the point where we were a little over New York City, having been here for a long time. Yeah, there's some real estate, you know, Yeah. issues. And um, and just having a kid, like, you know, you want a yard and you want to be able to have space and have that kind of stuff. So we were, were both from Atlanta originally, my wife and I, so we were kind of talking about the South and uh, my contract was up with Turner and the Grizzlies called and they were like, Hey, what do you think about Memphis? And, uh, so we went down and spent a weekend there and I'd been in the playoffs the last few years and covering games and had really liked it. Um, and, uh, so when this opportunity came up, the two K stuff, I mean, I, I've been in the game the last few years as a media member who tweets at you. And so I always get <laughs> tweets from people who are like, at least once a week and they're like i can't believe you said that about my game <laughs> they don't know it's like computer generated you know No, you take the time every week yeah i usually just respond well you deserved it <laughs> i don't even know what i said to them but i say that um and then you know f- while i was at nba.com i did a podcast with rick fox so i was around him as he was starting echo fox and launching that whole thing so i i kind of saw f- firsthand how he was building that thing and and was able to ask him a lot of questions about it and uh that's kind of how I ended up in Memphis. So we, the Grizzlies have Grind City Media, which is their own in-house kind of media arm. Um, and so I cover the Grizzlies and the NBA and anything sort of Memphis-related for that, some college football or um, wrestling, whatever's going on in the area. Um, do stuff for the web, online, and then this, um, <laughs> the Grizz Gaming. So, like, I kind of have a two-pronged job there. W- was there ever, when they came to you, approached you, and asked you, hey, do you want to be the GM of our NBA 2K League team, was there a, a thought of, did you say something like, well, do I know the game well enough? You know, was there any hesitance there? No, not really. I mean, I, I, I called Rick, actually, Fox. And I, the, the bigger question was about eSports in general, mm-hmm. and I, I called him, and um, – I asked him, you know, I was like, I don't, I'm not, I don't have as much experience in esports as as he does or other people, and he was like, just you're fine. He was like, you know, esports in general is like five years old. Like he's like, you'll be fine. Just you get in there and you'll figure it out. Um, I mean, and I, I've told these guys, we've talked about it. Like, 
I don't have as much 2K experience as they do, mm-hmm. but I have more NBA experience than they mm-hmm. do. And, you know, it's the NBA 2K League. So somewhere between the NBA and 2K is where we kind of have to exist. Um, I've learned a ton from them this year just about the archetypes and all these different things. I try to ask them as many questions as I can. Um, I've come to them with plays that I say, hey, let's try this, let's try that. And some work, some don't. But um, I don't know. It's, I feel like it's a pretty – we have a good – uh, open partnership among all the guys and everything. Well, that's, I mean, the, the coaching styles of this league are incredible. So I, I just did uh taped with Jeff Terrell yep. from the 76ers. He played, he's like a real coach. He, well, he's a high school <laughs> yeah. basketball coach. Yeah, so he is, he's like, you know, used to dealing with players and stuff like this. And I feel like he's at the age where he's like around 30 where he's, he can still be a peer to the guys, but he's also their elder and they respect right. him in that way. Um, and he was telling me, you know, that, that they're talking about spacing the floor and they're doing some of that stuff. Then you have, you know, guys like Famous, who I'm now, I don't know if Famous is going to get mad at me, but I'm basically calling the Stan Van Gundy of the league. But <laughs> he, is, he is definitely the most hands-on. Right. Not that that, and that's, that's a coaching style thing. And then you got a guy like Cameron, where Blazer 5 is, you know, the top team, and he's got an esports background, and he's hanging in the background for the most right. part and let him work. Um, authentic, I, I don't know how much you knew you know, about Lang before, maybe mm-hmm. play the game and he was tweeting at yeah. your, your mind player and <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, but what has that been like playing playing for him and knowing that he's got this NBA background, but maybe not quite the NBA 2K background? Oh, Lang's been Lang's been great for us. Um, Watch what you say. Yeah. <laughs> having that NBA background, like he said, has been like it's done wonders for us. And what's even more important than his X's and O's is how he's been able to control the Eagles and, and all that stuff around here because – Every player in this league has an ego, and, you know, the most important thing is how you deal with those egos and how you're able to, you know, come around as a team in terms of chemistry and stuff. And I think he would agree that's been his toughest toughest part of, of the job. I you think know. for all the teams in this league, um, you know, it, it's – I mean, I've talked to other coaches, um, and for the most part, guys who – I mean, almost everyone playing in this league played the game at home. Mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden, everyone has to move to a city, and they have to live somewhere there, and they miss their families, and it's there's a lot to deal with. I mean, for all of us, I miss my family. I haven't seen my family this summer because mm-hmm. they're out of school, and my son can go take trips, and I can't. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, I know. I mean, all of us know what this is like. Um, the phrase we keep saying is like we're building an airplane in the air, um, <laughs> you know, and uh, and so for all of us, there's a lot of adjustment going on and trying to figure out. Uh, how we navigate all this and um, so you know I mean I try to for these guys I try to be as as open as I can and try to be there for them and when they need someone to talk to I try to be there and um, you know um, try to be as much of a resource however I can for for everyone on the team well that's what we got like a good first month while the NBA was still going on to kind of hot kind of test things out and whether it was the 2k cam that eventually has uh has won over <laughs> you know everyone in that way but i, I like what you're talking about with the egos because mm-hmm. i was talking to demon jt we're taping this unfortunately you guys did lose to wizards district yep. gaming earlier yep. today and he was like grizz weren't reacting to anything i was saying <laughs> and, <we're> like, <laughs> and if you know you know jt is one of the louder guys in the league last week they beat mavs gaming and he was talking after mm-hmm. you know about dimes he like i love that he took the he did the jersey swap with dimes yeah. and then he was talking after about <laughs> dimes and that's his personality and i was telling him like it's like the grizz found your kryptonite <laughs> that they didn't react to you 
and that was driving you nuts. Like it was throwing you off your rhythm. There was like two quarters where nobody was talking at all. <laughs> no, no one was talking, and we actually came into the game knowing, you know, these guys love to talk. Just shut them down, and eventually they'll stop talking. It'll get boring if no <laughs> one's reacting to it. So it happened. You know, he you know he did a few of those you know chair, chair slabs, slabs yeah, yeah. and stuff like that, but. Other than that, they, they stopped talking. And it, it was still a close game. It wasn't like they were, you know, ahead where, oh, well, let's stop talking to them. They just weren't getting a reaction from us. And that's that's definitely our style. We don't trash talk too much. We don't react to what anyone else says. We just we stay focused, and that's how we play. We got dinged for that in, like, some of our earlier games by Scott and Dirk. And they were like, oh, they're not – this team, they, they don't have any fire. And I, But, I, I mean, I've told the guys, I was like, just be authentic. No, uh, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> I was like, okay. just be yourself. Like, don't don't fake it. I don't want anybody to like fake cheering and yelling and all that. Like, if it happens, it happens. Great, you know. And when you make a big shot and you want to yell, yell. But I don't I don't know what the benefit is of sort of generating that. I, I'm gonna well for you you guys in Magic Gaming are the other team yeah. that mm -hmm. I think. Um, like Magic Gaming went on that three or four game win streak, and Dirk and Scott kept talking about it. they're not talking. They're, that's the Magic are even more laid back than you guys. Yeah. That they like, if anything, they're like awkward in the cool way. Yep. Like they're just like hang after a win, they're like, yeah, we got it, and it's <laughs> like what? Um, but that's just the style of some of these teams. I will say, I think D Double Two K. I don't think people realize he's eighteen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think six years down the road, he's yeah. gonna be a talker. Oh, well, he's he's a talker now. He just yeah. doesn't do it on. Yeah, the thing. he's definitely a talker. He's he's eighteen. Yeah, he's he give him a few years. <laughs> give him a few years. In the group chat, he he talks plenty. Oh yeah, he t he talks plenty. We can't get him to be quiet. So. I I could sense him getting comfortable, especially when you guys win. People get more comfortable in the winner's circle. We yeah. were just with Warriors Gaming Squad. Type came in. He's like, "It feels great. We haven't been here." <laughs> um, but I, I do. And so I, I'm calling you authentic right now. I've heard Scott calls you double A sometimes. Mm -hmm. What do you prefer, first of all, or just full authentic African? Um, it. I, I don't really care, you yeah. know, double A, authentic, African, we African, all, authentic. We don't call them May. Yeah, they call me well, May. Uh, that's from my like from my old days. I used to always be called May because that's what my PSN was, May J. So people just call me May. I'm good with anything. Authentic African, though, it does have an interesting backstory, if you wouldn't mind explaining that. Oh, for sure. Um, so around 10, 11 years ago, I, I, curr I live in Toronto, so... I went from, I traveled to Africa. Um, first I went to Egypt and then a few weeks later I went to my home country, which is Sudan. So- Were you born in Sudan or no, were you born in the No, I was born in Toronto. Okay. So yeah, so I went to Sudan and everything. And what was crazy over there is, I know down here in the States, in Canada, everywhere, they be showing those commercials all, you know, flies around, you know, the kids and stuff, those those gimmicks. But what people don't understand is it's way worse than that over there. It's um what happened one time was I went to beside the Nile River, which is going across from Egypt to Sudan. And it was just crazy to see the amount of kids who were barefoot, you know, barely with any clothes on and all that stuff searching through the garbage searching through rubble just to get any kind of food or water or you know and over there it doesn't really rain a lot so it's really really hard to to get any kind of water or anything and you see five-year-olds taking care of one-year-olds it's like over there you like i know the phrase here you, you know when you get 18 19 20 you become a man over there you're a man at five years old 
and it's it's really that bad it, you know the kids over there they take care of each other and stuff and it was eye-opening for me so ever since then I you know I've made a pledge to myself that when I'm financially stable or whenever I have something I'm gonna try to give it back to them and hopefully in the future create some medical facilities and schools to help those kids back home and so you sponsor two kids right now yes I sponsor two kids in Ghana and Kenya I give them around 35 a month that's the from world vision um yeah they they use that money for food for for medical care for schooling so but like I said the bigger picture is not just two kids it's you know, to help a content, continent. And I really want to just, you know, when I'm able to, when I have free time, just, you know, go over there. Hopefully, you know, six, seven ten years down the line, I'm able to create something major over there, like a school that would really help just more than two kids. And were you doing this with the two kids and just giving back in general before you were in the NBA 2K league? Oh, yeah, I was giving this way before. I was sponsoring the, the kids before um, I came into the league. So... It's just something I really love to do, and it's just a passion of mine This before the league. So what were you doing before joining the NBA 2K um, I was working with the uh, Toronto District School Board, and I just, it was more, you know, in terms of just, like, becoming, like, a handyman. I'll fix certain stuff or I'll move certain stuff. But, yeah, other than that, I was just trying to, trying to be the best person I can be in terms of helping. And I still, and even before the 2K League, a lot of, you know, I help a lot of my family back home in Sudan, you know, financially to, to help them, you know, get a step ahead. And so, Lang, when you jump in with all this, you start interviewing these guys. I mean, how does a story like this jump out to you as a GM? I mean, I come from a content background, and so <laughs> when I start talking to him and he starts telling me the story, I realize that this is an incredible story. But, I mean, statistically, in the combine, he, he played center and he averaged basically a triple-double. So, like, it was clear, like, all right, this guy can play, and he's amazing. And then when you start talking to him, um, we spoke on the phone before the draft for a while, and uh, and I, I knew, like, he was a person we'd love to have. Um, you know, um, I had never met him. And then once we drafted him, because he was coming from Toronto to Memphis, we had to wait for the visa thing. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. we had the other guys there, but it took, like, an extra, what, two weeks, two for, weeks. for May to get there. Um so that's what we'll blame the tip off on. No, but we just had to be patient. Like none of us had, you know, none. He had played with Antonia, uh, Universal Phenom, previously, but like they'd never actually met in person. No, we like, never met. <laughs> so nobody had actually met in person before. Um, so um, it, it was like, you know, we knew he was coming. It just took a while to get him there. Um, but um, I mean, he's he's been awesome to have on our team and done everything we've asked. It was great. His dad came to visit last week in Memphis, so. It was cool to have his dad around and meet him, mm -hmm. and uh, to see them. Uh, had they get to have an American Fourth of July celebration? <laughs> yeah, my first Fourth of July was just recently. Uh, it was good, except for the mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's itching. You see him yeah, itching his arms. Yeah, yeah. it's the state bird of Tennessee. Memphis, <laughs> Memphis for you. <laughs> well, how's it been going from Toronto to Memphis? I mean, different cities. Oh, it's it's definitely like it's a different 360 you know <laughs> here in new york it's you know it's similar to yeah, toronto yeah. with the people and stuff but over there it's really quiet and everything and what was surprising though from toronto to is, memphis is that a pyramid is a bass pro shops oh, that <laughs> definitely is surprising too but what was like really surprising to me is 
the people in Memphis are actually nicer than the people in Toronto, which uh, is of course. which is crazy because crazy Canadians are like the nicest people. Yeah, in the world. yeah, but I feel like Toronto is like the one. You yeah, know, Toronto is definitely like different. Just close to New York, exactly close to New York, and everyone's just so busy. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have time to come say hi to you or mm-hmm. you know open the door for you or stuff like that. You know, there's some, there's some, but it's it's definitely been great. You know, it's 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 so quiet. You know, so I'm. I don't think I'm still used to that. It's it's way too quiet down there. In Memphis. Uh, I'm, it's. For, I mean, haven't been here for the last 17 years. It's yeah. so weird for me. It's yeah. like at night. It's quiet. Yeah, like, it's definitely quiet. Yeah. So that's that's been the biggest adjustment. But the food over there is great. You know, I've had a b- bunch of barbecue. It's, What's your favorite barbecue place? Um, Central Barbecue. Okay. You know, I love this. I actually love the smoke wings over there. Yeah. So I love those that place. Um. Yeah, the food over there is great, and the people show so much hospitality. It's it's fantastic over there in Memphis. Which that's a great point because the people. So obviously, we talk about Grind City Media. You know, what what the Grizz have done beyond just Lang Whitaker over here. <laughs> guys like Chris Vernon, um, Alexis Morgan, um, even Amara Baptist. I'll say who's gone now. You know, and she Shout wasn't out even Samara. she wasn't even on uh, on camera, but mm-hmm. people knew who she was. Um, you know, you guys have created something in the, the, the gaming. People have bought into it, seems like. What is it like on the streets of Memphis if you walk around with that Grizz Gaming hat you're wearing right now or the shirt that Lang has on? Do people do people say stuff? Oh, people definitely say stuff, especially the kids. I think that's the mm-hmm. most important mm-hmm. with the kids. You know, I've, one time we were walking, you know, to go to a restaurant and a, kids, a few kids said, hey, can we take a picture with you? Mm-hmm. And then you finally, you know, it starts to dawn on you, wow, you know, like people are wanting to take pictures with us. And it's it's crazy how much uh, of an ambassador we've all been to these kids and stuff like that. You know, they, they really like us over there. We get um we get kids to come down every time to come play with us and stuff. And, you know, they've like, you know, they 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 be tweeting at me saying, you know, oh, I'm like an older brother to them. So it's like it's been it's been crazy, you know having to deal with that and knowing that hey like we're, we're kind of famous you know so it's the kids over there in memphis have definitely bought in and when we go to the airports too then it becomes yeah. it becomes crazy it's like every time we we walk there's someone say hey you guys are grizz gaming you know so and then they always want to talk and ask us how our how it is and everything so it's been fantastic yeah i mean my son is five and you know we have this crazy practice. He's biased. We have this crazy <laughs> practice facility with the wrestling ring and all that. I, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and he loves to like come hang out and like bounce off the ropes and climb around and see these guys. And they all like to talk to him. And I mean, last night my son and wife were at the game here in New York, and he was my son was sitting in the front row here in the coaches' seats. And I turn around in the second quarter, and he's got his back to me. And he's talking to Dimes. <laughs> and Dimes looks at me and, like, gives me the thumbs up and points at my side. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, these kids, like, these these guys, the players, they're, they're celebrities. These are, you know, the people they're going to look up to down the road. Um, it's pretty cool. And like he's saying, like, it's – I mean, I, I was walking down the street in New York the other day and some, with a Grizz Gaming T-shirt on, and somebody was like, hey, you play in the 2K League? And I was like, no, I'm a coach. <laughs> they were, but they were like, oh, that's, that's so cool. It's really cool for, like, it's been cool for me to see, like, because, and I'm sure you too, Jeff, like, six months ago, none of this existed. Yeah. You know? And now it's, like, it's real. Well, well, it's something that we heard about, you know, and and I'd love to hear, because, you know, I remember, I I tell tell this story all the time. I was at a red carpet at the Super Bowl last year. Mark Cuban walked by, and I'm like, what can I ask Mark Cuban that he'll actually want to answer? Oh, he's really tapped into esports right now. So I was like, Mark, when's the NBA going to get a league? Going to get an e-league? And he's like, 
next week. I'm like, ha ha. Then like a week later, I'm sitting at my laptop and I see <laughs> NBA 2K League is forming. I'm like, why did you wait to post this video? But so that was about, I'll tell you, that was February of last year. Where were you authentic when you found out about that? Um, I was actually just, you know, chilling at home. And then, you know, I got a I got a message from one of my friends saying, hey, they just announced. I, I think it was Adam. It was at All Star in New Orleans. Yeah. yeah. Adam and Strauss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they they announced it on 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 TV and stuff. And I was like, what? A league's coming, yeah. and, and it was, it was like okay, you know, I'm I'm pretty good at this game. You know, all my friends, you know, from back home were like, man, you're gonna make this league easy, no problem. You're you're one of the best players. I'm like, I don't That's know, but they're nice Canadians. Yeah, they're nice Canadians, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, I don't know about that. I'm still gonna have to work hard for it. So it was it was great. It was like, man, you know, like you know, esports in general, and you know, have has has gone a long way and stuff, and. You know, just to be a part of this is is crazy, and I really didn't think a year ago I'd, I'd be in this situation. I knew I was good, but you know, no matter how good you are, it does involve some luck trying to get into this this league. So, you know, I've been blessed, and I'm just really happy I'm a part of it. I have a question for you. What was the moment? Like, was it when you knew it was real? Like, did when was it when you had to like quit your job, or was it when 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 was it? You're like, oh man, this is really happening. When um, you got the call that you're in the 102. Or I th- I think it was definitely the call when when I was in the 102 because I was driving from work, you know, and <laughs> I yeah, and I went to the mall with my friend, and I got the call. I'm like, this is a weird number. What is this? <laughs> so I I it's an um, American. <laughs> it's an American number, and I got the call, and I was I was told I made the league, and who called? Um, who was it that called again? I know it was a man. It I wasn't just, Brendan. I don't think it was Brendan. I I forgot who who called, but the person called me and um explained to me, "Hey, you've made the 102 and everything. Congratulations." And he was he was going on about paperwork, but to be <laughs> honest, I wasn't really listening. I was just like overwhelmed with happiness at that as soon as he said, "Hey, congratulations," cuz you know, when when he did like when I first picked up, he didn't seem like he didn't seem like he was excited or anything. <laughs> so I was like, "Are they giving me like a rejection?" <laughs> a call or something like that but then he finally like you know after a few minutes he finally like yeah congratulations you made it and i'm like oh man and it was that's when i knew it was real and you know at that point i was soon as i hung up i was tempted to call my old job and be like i quit <laughs> <laughs> right away but i had to wait so yeah that's how it that's how it went you see how excited may is right now like, yeah that is like his 10 on a one to 10 <laughs> like that's what it's like so it's not a show when he's like up there stone faced during the games he, he's a pretty even keeled mm-hmm. person I was ho- I was hoping it was like Sam Asfahani that called with like a little mate. You made the uh, team. <laughs> no, but, it, uh, wasn't, it, it wasn't like, like that. it wasn't 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 a Brit. No, but um, you know that you talk about the the process making the league and everything like that, and finally, you know, getting in and one the stories that I've been most impressed with at the beginning were the people telling me when they gave their two weeks notice. Mm-hmm. What was the conversation like when you had to notify the good folks of the Toronto school district that? Uh, you were going to play professional video games. Um, f- f- the supervisor came in one time. Uh, so some some people didn't even t- say anything. They yeah, just stopped coming. Yeah, some people <laughs> like no, no, I'm, I'm not like that. But you know, um, the what the supervisor just ended up coming like the day or the next day after, you know, to to my job place, and I was like, okay, this is the perfect time to tell him. So you know, I went, I talked to him. I'm like, hey, I'm I'm trying to. I'm trying to join this um, 2K. You know, I'm I'm about to join this league, 
and I might, you know, I knew it was going to go on till September or something. So I asked first. And oh, yeah, I'm, that works. Yeah. The school district. Yeah. Am I going to be able to come back? And he's like, no, you can't. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You can't, you can't like leave this job to go to a next job. Maybe if you had a better excuse or something. But, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm like, okay, no problem. And then he's like, if I was you, I definitely go for go for the league and in my mm -hmm. head i'm like i'm already going like yeah. regardless <laughs> of what you want to say Thanks, man. I already know. <laughs> yeah i already know but then he's like opportunities like this don't come around too often and you know yeah this is this is a good job that you're in right now you know it pays well but you know that could open doors for the future for you and i'm like he's right i'm definitely i'm going you know thank you but I'm, <laughs> I, I was gonna go regardless so I was uh, before earlier this morning, I was talking to Brendan Donahue, managing director of the league. And I said, you know, I'm going to be sitting down with Lang and Authentic. And, uh, you know, I know some of Authentic stories, but story, but I don't exactly know about like the sponsoring and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And he was like, he is one of the smartest guys in this league. One of the most like learn it. Like he's so interesting. So I, but then it also made me start to think you're almost like you're one of the more even keel mentors to, I feel like a lot of players in this league. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that? You're not an old guy. No, but you're like a veteran to a lot of these people. Do you feel like that? No, I, I definitely feel like that. A lot of a lot of the teams, the teams players come to me and they're like, man, you're such a such a like even guy. You know, you never get too excited, but you never get too low. I know we just saw him go to a 10. Yeah. yeah so it's <laughs> so but like, you know, they're like, man, you're you're a cool guy. And it's like that's like that makes me really feel good. You know, knowing mm. that these guys really think I'm that, you know, I'm a great guy and everything. And, you know, they they understand my skill level, you know, on the game, but it t it's it's much, you know, much more appealing, much more gratifying when they they talk about how much of a good person I am, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are out there that are good at 2K, but you know, for for them to call me, you know, you know, this guy's a great guy, this guy's a cool guy, you know, that 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 really makes me feel feel great. My favorite thing, and I've said this before, is when we're practicing or whatever, and he gets fired up either when he gets happy or sad <laughs> and his voice goes up an octave like that's when Nate is like that's my favorite thing is when he gets like when we get a come on or whatever out of him that's my favorite that's that's the canadian energy all of a sudden coming out <laughs> uh lang we've talked about we zach harper is one guy we've talked about mm -hmm. you're close with uh, you're close with a lot of folks in the media yeah i mean i get people coming up all the time and they're like i get kind of half i get half the people are like what is the NBA 2K League? What are you doing? The other half are like, this seems really interesting, but I don't know what the heck's going on. Yeah. What sort of questions do you get from other people in the media or just comments in general? Not a lot. <laughs> I mean, I mean, when you work in the media, I mean, especially the way the media world has been changing the last decade, mm -hmm. um, I think most people are like, oh, this makes sense. Yep. And I mean, it's really more about not just the 2K League, it's like eSports, because like, that's been the big thing, especially like I think for all the teams, trying to sell partnerships and like talking to companies and all this stuff is like explaining esports. And I think that's something Rick told me and I've heard from other people in other esports is like a lot of it's just educating people on what is esports, you know, like when you tell people that like the number one search ticket on StubHub last year was the League of Legends final and stuff like that. And people are like, oh, okay. Um, there's a clear like generational gap there. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I think from like probably my age up, people don't really know what it is. And from like, my age down like i mean you guys grew up around you, you know what esports is you know yeah. uh, how old are you i'm 25 yeah so i'm 25 also i mean i, I tell people this that like 
you know, 12 years ago, right, when I was 13 yeah. years old, Madden was the big game at mm-hmm. the time. And I used to say, and I, I, I used to watch the Madden bus on ESPN, yeah. and I was like, I just want to see people playing. I don't want commercials. <laughs> I don't want to deal with, like, honestly, I was like, I don't care about the storylines right now. I just want to see the best people playing Madden. And I tell people that this generation, like now, like 16-year-old kids now, they've grown up with YouTube and yeah. watching, like, they're like, I like this game. I want to see people play this game who are b- really good. I want to do that right now. Yeah. I'm just going to search on YouTube, I Kid Kuda, not like uh, you know, right. and um, but some somewhere along the way, the Grizzlies have bought into this, and yeah. and the you know, let's put it this way: not every small market, and I'm going to call Memphis the Memphis yeah. Grizzlies a small market team. Not every small market bought into this league. The Grizz continue to innovate with Grind City Media. You're writing about college football for an NBA team's website. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't seem like it should work, but it does. Yeah. Why had why have they bought in? What sort of resources have they given you? What sort of support have they su- um, provided? I mean, I think you? if you look at our practice facility, you can see like the resources and support they've given us. That's pretty. Uh, it's a pretty good indicator of where they stand on all this. I mean, when we were starting to talk about what to build, how we should build it, pretty much every idea we came up with, they would say okay. And then <laughs> we, you know, and then I was like, well, what about what if we build a real wrestling ring? Okay. <laughs> so I mean. Um, They've been, from an organizational standpoint, awesome. Um, uh, they kind of let us do our thing, but if we have questions, whatever, I go to them, and they're they're there to help um, in any way they can. Um, Why the wrestling ring? Memphis. I mean, it really started with our team president, Jason Wexler. Um, he texted me one night. This is around December, I guess. Texted me one night, pretty late at night, with a he used to be an architect in a previous life before he became the president of an NBA team. Mm-hmm. He of texted course, me, that's the route. Yeah, like one night he texted me a photo he had taken on his phone and he had drawn basically like on a napkin of a boxing ring. We were at the time kind of just kicking around ideas for the practice facility, and he texted me this boxing ring with a table on one side and a table on another side with camera angles and how you could do it in our space. And he was like, "Look, it's this is competition, right? So the essence of competition is." in a boxing ring face to face so what if we did it like that and then we started talking about angling the tables differently and da 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 and then we were talking well boxing ring is great but memphis is wrestling that's like so integral to the history of this of memphis mid-south area and then the 70s 80s jerry lawler rick flair's from memphis um all those guys before wwe came along and kind of nationalized wrestling in the the whole mid south area revolved around Memphis, so there was every wrestler came through Memphis and had a part there. And Jerry Lawler is still a huge part in Memphis. Um, he has a restaurant on Beale Street, a hundred yards from our practice facility. So, um, so that's why the wrestling ring. Well, you, got, you got about five or six weeks to get Ric Flair in there. <laughs> I'd love that. Man. We had AJ Styles a couple of weeks ago okay. from the WWE. Punched me in the face <laughs> in front of all these guys. That was pretty funny to to see. <laughs> I still have I have a video and I haven't posted it yet, but I'm going to at some point. Mm-hmm. But uh, we had AJ Styles and Cesaro from and uh, Samoa Joe from WWE came by a couple of weeks ago. They were in town and uh, hung out and uh, played 2K with us. Have so. you met any of the players on the Grizzlies yet? They the showed – the guys – the last day of the season was the day the guys showed up, I think. You weren't there yet. No, I wasn't there. Um, and so we went by the uh, – it was like exit interview day, basically. Mm-hmm. So we kind of saw them from afar, but, like, that was the day they all mm-hmm. jetted mm-hmm. off to the wind. So um, I've talked to a bunch of the guys, and they want to practice. Oh, or sure. You know, there, there's been lots of that, but – 
there are um, some reasons that we don't have to get yeah. into that. And summer league's happening now, and like yeah. half the team is actually out in Vegas playing on the Grizzly <laughs> summer league team. So, well, we'll see Jaron come by soon. Uh, I know you guys have to actually go back to Memphis, yeah. um, but you know, real quick, you're th- you went three and two in this last four week period. Uh, you guys are going to have a good seating for this next tournament. You're, it's going to be a fight to get into the playoffs, you know, honestly. If you don't win this tournament, it's going to be a grind. I think there's a lot of teams shooting for that, those seven and eight spots. Uh, what is the goal for Grizz Gaming the rest of this season? Um, definitely to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, a few weeks ago, people would have laughed at us when I, if I said that. But we've, we've climbed and we've, you know, we've done it the Memphis way, grind. and. Oh, man, he's we, on brand. Yeah, we definitely have. Grizz and grind. Yep. And, you know, I'm real proud of those guys. We're right now, I think, 11th. Yeah. We're 11th. So that's not that's not that far away from 8th. And, you know, so, you know, we have this tournament coming on. I think, I think today, you know, really opened our eyes like with the Wizards game, really opened our eyes with what, you know, we need to do better as a team. And we'll definitely make the right adjustments going into going into the tournament. But to be honest, I don't think we're a team that anybody wants to see at this moment. You know, we've the chemistry is really good right now. We've we we've scored, a, we lost, but we scored eighty points today. Seventy yeah, points. Yeah, like, you know, it was it was a loss. You but put up thirty, right? Yeah, I put up thirty, and you know, a couple of the other guys, you know, chipped in with fifteen and fifteen, and and it was there's no team that wants to play us now, and that. That wasn't happening a few weeks ago. Everyone, you know, when they mentioned Grizzlies, oh, stat pad game. Let's, let's, you know, this is great. But, you know, we're a different team. We've scrimmaged a lot of good teams, and, you know, we've beaten a lot of good teams as of late. And it's it's been great. You know, we're going to use this tournament as a as a momentum builder. Whatever happens, we still, you know, you know, if God willing we win, that's great. You know, we're in the playoffs. If not, we still want to push for that A spot, and that's definitely the goal. And if we can get that A spot, we'll we'll make some noise for sure. I and I've talked to the guys. I mean, yes, we want to win and all that. Like I really like every. I just want us to compete. I, you know, I just I, I I think if we compete as hard as we can and play the type of defense we can play, and offensively that stuff kind of comes but if we can do all that stuff and just compete week after week i'm i'm happy with that yep so well you guys look like you're having fun and and i'm not gonna say that's all that matters but but it's definitely nice like you guys said a slow start to the season but a lot of fun right now and also talk about people being not wanting to play you guys two teams in the bottom of the standings already won earlier today Mm -hmm. warriors and the knicks so really, I mean, this league is 17 deep. Someone can steal a spot in the playoffs this tournament. A hundred percent. Pacers might be the one seed. The <laughs> yeah. Pacers, we're 0 and 5 in the regular yeah. season, and if they win today, I mean, they will be the one seed. And now we're going to tie tournament. back to the first question you asked me. Anything yeah, this can is such happen, a man. such a journalist. Like, right there, that, was good. that was a professional. <laughs> that was, that was I've good. done a lot of podcasts, <laughs> but yeah, it all ties back around, man. Like I like I was saying, like any team can win on any any game, and it it it's it's. It feels a little rote to say that, but it's it's true. Like you, you know, any game, it's up there. We can, we have a shot in any game we play. Definitely, the the teams are surprisingly all well-rounded in terms of you know, yeah, every team will have their superstar and stuff like that. But you know, there's not one you know team that everyone feels is just completely unbeatable. Every, anyone can be beat. You know, the Blazers have had. You know, Blazers, people are starting to figure them out a little bit. They've had some some real close games as of late. 76ers lost, you know, today. So it's, you know, everyone is, all the teams are well-balanced. And, and like 
like you guys said, anyone can beat anyone. It just depends on how that day goes, how that game goes, a few calls here and there, and you have your upsets. Well, good luck in practice this week, and good luck next week in that tournament. Thanks Th for coming on, Thank guys. you so much Thanks, for having Jeff. us. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to the 102 Pod. Or remember to subscribe, follow. We're on Twitter at the 102 Pod. I'm Jeff Eisenman at Jeff Eisenman, and follow the post game on all accounts at the post game. And hey, how about the NBA 2K League at NBA 2K League? Thanks so much for listening.